So when the algorithm cannot find your perfect match for you, it's time to turn to the experts. And I think the real limits of dating apps and you know that we, we've just been talking about and how many times that they don't work and also the absolute insanity that turned so many of us just feral during COVID lockdown might account for the explosion in, in interest in finding your twin flame. This is the person whose soul, according to Jeff and Shalia Ayan, has the same DNA as yours. That's their expression, same DNA, soul DNA they talk about. And Jeff and Shalia Ayan, really, they, sh they should be the ones that know because they are the experts. They both claim one thing, that they are each other's twin flames, so they got that going for them. And they feel so strongly about all of this that they founded an online community called Twin Flames Universe and the companion Twin Flames Ascension School. So Twin Flames Universe is more of like this big, the big club that all the people belong to. And Twin Flames Ascension School is where they teach you to awaken to what you actually are, to actually understand your own soul, so to speak. This probably sounds familiar because Twin Flames Universe was made famous to all the normies out there because of the extremely widely watched Netflix docuseries, Escaping Twin Flames. There was also another less watched, but equally good, maybe even better in some ways, series on Amazon called Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe. And if you haven't caught on, both of the titles have the word escaping in them. So that should tell you something about how this shit actually played out. <laughs> not, not well. Yeah, it did not go well. Because this it turns out shadowing 101. It, it turns out that selling video courses for thousands of dollars and Zoom-based one-on-one coaching for more than a thousand dollars an hour to help people ascend into literal their language 5D awakening, so you could find your twin flame, doesn't work out. It, it goes I wasn't bad. sure if in the script. You were just being tongue in cheek when you I added wasn't. 5D. No. Or if they said it. No, like Jeff Ayan is in a video talking about like, this is 5D thinking you have to wrap yourself around. <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk any more though about, about TFU or the Ascension School, I, I was honestly confused trying to understand the difference between twin flame and, and just the word soulmate that we're probably all a lot more familiar with. I, I was really thinking it was the same thing. They seem like they're being used interchangeably in a lot of places, but it's not quite the same deal. So we have to go back a couple of decades to the wild 1990s. That's when the term twin flames first started showing up, when it was used by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. That Elizabeth Clare Prophet for, that's not somebody we've directly covered on the show, but if you are doing any adjacent reading to the topics we talk about, you can't help but to come across her. Back in the 90s, she, um, she uh, I didn't include the book title here, but the she, she wrote a book with her husband that talks specifically about escape or about uh, finding your, your soulmate and where she also uses twin flames in the, in the title. It was... Um, well, there were there were two books. One was written with her husband called The Ascended Masters on Soulmates and Twin Flames, initiated Initiation by the Great White Brotherhood, Volume 2. And then the other one was Soulmates and Twin Flames. This is just by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, The Spiritual Dimension of Love in Relationships. Just a little background on her. She used these two terms interchangeably. 
Claire Prophet, Elizabeth Claire Prophet, was a Christian scientist when she, uh, growing up, and then she became a theosophist, and she was famous for co-running with her husband the Church Universal and Triumphant, which was uh, an outgrowth of an organization her husband, Mark, had started, Mark Prophet, called uh, the Summit Lighthouse. I mean, if your last name is Prophet, I think you should just be expected to come up with some crazy shit. You have to. Yeah. You have to do something with that last name. She married into it. So she really had something to live up to. Her husband, Mark, I dished out, hid the book title with the Ascended Masters in it. He claimed to be a messenger from the Ascended Masters. And if that's not familiar enough. If if that's not familiar enough, you haven't listened to anything that we've said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because we have it's definitely talked about again. it. Yeah, it's it's like it's not specifically Blavatsky, but she's the one that came up with this, and it's absolutely fucking Theosophy. Yeah, I, I, what's the what's the phrase I always say? It, oh, it's it's always Blavatsky. So we can blame Blavatsky for you know at least indirectly for this entire idea of soulmates. First off, in its modern usage because it was not used in the way that we use it now until the theosophists got a hold of it. It was something that came up in a couple of Jewish scriptures. It came up in a Samuel Taylor Coolidge poem, but it wasn't used this way. It was, and it also never had a romantic connotation, not necessarily. There, there, there was no need to have some kind of like sexual romantic uh, relationship to have a soulmate. You could have a a good friend could be your soulmate. It could be anybody else. It could be a mentor could be your soulmate. In fact, that was a common expression of the way this word was used. I mean, I mean, even with the idea of a mentor uh, being your soulmate, we get the idea of platonic that term from Plato, because prior, I don't know how historically accurate this is, or if it's kind of part of the mythos, but the gist is that Plato bucked convention by not having sex with his uh, young students. Yeah. The, the the boys that he was teaching, whereas otherwise that was a common practice. Yeah, that was like the rule, actually. And he was the one that that, that allegedly did not do that. And so the platonic yeah. relationship is not fucking the person. Yeah. I mean, how much of this shit is made up and how much of it's not? I mean, who knows? But people like to see their 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 heroes, and for a lot of for a lot of of nerdy philosophers, Plato is a hero. They they like to see them in the stand up well in terms of common of the current contemporary social practices. So they wanted they, they we tend to whitewash a lot of this stuff so that our the, these figures in the past that we're going to hold up in esteem look good by our by our today's standards. Anybody who ever had a statue made of him was some kind of son of a bitch or another. <laughs> the Plato angle is something that the twin that some twin flames people, not uh, Jeff and Shalia Ayan, but other people who talk about this because they don't own this idea of twin flames. They've just marketed it heavily. The other people have talked about, you know, have cited Plato going back in, the, in that sort of meme way where they 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 present some detached quote that they don't provide any attribution for like what book this came from where it was written anything like that a page number nothing they they will say plato said that they're you know told a story about uh one soul being split into two people so each person has a half of the soul it was it was in 
Arist- it was Aristophanes in Plato's Symposium, where there's the idea that humans had four limbs and then the, the gods thought they were too powerful or too chummy or I don't remember, and that they got split in half. That's the basis. You've been listening to a sample of a Wet Wired Premium episode. To listen to this entire episode and to hear our entire back catalog, you can subscribe on Patreon for just $5 a month. Thank you for helping us keep Wet Wired editorially independent and ad-free.